Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Still the greatest success story the world has ever known. And hey, folks, you're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. Yes, I have been gone for a little while. I took a little bit of a break during the Thanksgiving holiday just to air the old head out. And um, on my way to Georgia, you folks in Savannah, Atlanta, Augusta, uh, be on the lookout. I'll be there. Um, I'll fly in most likely tomorrow evening. I'll be there the rest of the week trying to do what we can do to make certain that we save those Senate seats there in Georgia. Um, uh, Purdue uh, seems as though he may hold on to his, and I, I do believe that we can save the other seat as well. Personality is um, doesn't come into play. We should be able to do that. Now, I got Nod Renzi, Captain Black from New Orleans, Louisiana, coming up uh, on the other side of the hour, of the top of the hour. And uh, Captain Black is going to talk to us about uh, how liberalism is racist. Uh, Listen, we're going to have to face some hard facts here, folks, that nobody is dealing with. Nobody is is dealing with. And that is this. Do you really believe? And and hey, listen, I want to talk. I want to specifically, I have a a very decent sized black audience for a conservative show like mine is. And you know it is. But so I want to ask you the question. Well, I got your attention right now. Americans, black, white, whoever you are, Hispanic particularly Hispanics and black folks, particularly Latinos and black folks. But I'm talking to all Americans. This is the question for everybody. Do you believe, and, and this, this goes without uh, any proof in court of any tampering or anything like that. I just want to appeal to your common sense. If there's any left in America, Do you believe that Joe Biden received 10 to 15 million more votes than Barack Hussein Obama? Do you believe that? Do you in any scenario believe that Joe Biden could beat Barack Hussein Obama? 
Well, the answer to that, that, that is no. It doesn't, it wouldn't make sense in any world. And it certainly doesn't make sense in this one. Joe Biden outperformed Obama in places where Obama (laughs) won big, but Biden won bigger. (laughs) You're telling me that you want me to believe and the rest of America to believe that somehow this non- campaigning presidential candidate who spent much of his time in the basement of his home and then the rest of the time wearing a mask in empty parking lots somehow magically deliciously Oh, it's enough to make all of our bodies tremble. Magically, deliciously, Joe Biden. (laughs) I mean, you talk about Lucky Charms, Joe. I mean, you talk about Blarney, Joe, Joe. We talk about Blarney. That is absolute Blarney, Joe. There is no way that that happened. However, American sense, you did not rise up in outrage. And you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't rise up in outrage. Since you didn't, then what is going to occur, this this way it's going to be. Joe Biden is going to become president of the United States. And uh, call me a conspiracy theorist. Call me somebody who's always looking for uh, a communist behind every tree. And because there isn't, you don't see one, because you don't see one, a communist behind every tree doesn't necessarily mean there's not. <laughs> that is Alan Keyes, Dr. Alan Keyes. <laughs> he shared that with me some time ago. I got to get in contact. In fact, Alan, Michelle. Alan would be fantastic. Dr. Keys would be fantastic to have him on the show. Had him on. We were sitting around um, about to do an event a couple of a few years ago. It's been three or four years back now, right after he had run for president. It's been a long time then. And um, he said, Bryant, remember this. <laughs> Just because. You don't see a communist behind every tree. It doesn't mean they're not there. Think about it. As we look at Joe's fractured foot. Oh, you coming with me, aren't you? You hearing what I'm talking about. Joe playing with his little German Shepherd, with his German Shepherd dog. Pretty big dog. In fact, that dog uh, looks like it's just a pup and it's going to be even larger. I love the Shepherd breed myself. Uh, Dobie Shepherds, Roddy's, those are, those are my dogs. Those are the kinds I like. My girl likes cats. Not much of a cat person, but, you know, hey, she likes them. Hey, guess what? 
You like them. <laughs> Ain't that right? That's the way that should work. Uh, Joe playing with his dog. Joe Biden. Joe Biden playing with his dog, right? I don't know how that, I mean, you know, I, I, I have had a Great Dane. I've had two Great Danes, matter of fact. And uh, they step on they step on your foot now. Uh, a Great Dane can pretty much fracture your foot. Uh, this dog doesn't appear to be quite full-sized yet, and shepherds can get to be 125, 130 pounds. Easy. When they're fully grown, the European shepherds can. And um, this dog doesn't look to be 65, maybe 65 pounds. He's a pup. Looks like a puppy. <laughs> Your foot has to be pretty fragile for uh, a dog that size to step on it and, and fracture it. I don't know if that's what, that's what happened. I really don't know what happened. I'm just saying uh, I don't really see how you fracture your foot otherwise unless the dog steps on your foot while you're playing with it. You, be, you, you had to be very careful playing with a Great Dane, uh, especially after they got to be about a year old, six months to a year old, because they were huge. And I always had the kind that had huge feet. And they step on your foot. They, they, could, they could break your foot. Seriously. <laughs> You'd be careful with them. What I'm saying is, you know, Nancy was playing around that 25th Amendment. <laughs> and she, uh, you can say this about Pelosi. Pelosi is one of the most devious and effective politicians that America has produced in many, many years. You may say, see how you're singing the praises of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I am. Let me tell you why. One of the reasons Nancy Pelosi is one of the few. In fact, she's just been reelected to Speaker of the House. She's a third term Speaker of the House. Do you realize how, how, many, how many arms you have to, not twist, you realize how many arms you must be willing to break in order to have that type of power to remain third in line to the President of the United States through three terms of presidents? Are you seeing this? I mean, th- this is no light. Wait, Nancy Pelosi, I don't, I don't care what you may think of her politics. I, I detest, I, I deplore. She is deplorable as far as her politics are concerned. But hey, listen, friends, you got to give credit where credit is due. This woman is an s- outstanding politician. She is sterling when it comes to a politician. Like Bill Clinton was. Bill Clinton was a sterling politician. Not a, not a good president. Maybe not a good person. I don't know. Pelosi, uh, you know, not a good speaker of the house. Maybe not a good person. I don't know. I mean, she actually did throw somebody under the bus when she went into their salon to get her hair done and then had them run out of town. Oh, yeah. She had had the girl run out of town. She (laughs) ran her out of town. With death threats looming. So Pelosi may not be a good politician, but I'm talking about may not be a good person but she may be a good but she's an excellent excellent politician and I have to tell you something there's something that Pelosi has that very few politicians still have she has foresight 
Listen, you Republicans, my friends, I know you're losing your minds right now because I'm giving Nancy Pelosi uh, her props as a politician. Listen, friends, let's not be stupid. This woman's a great politician. I'm going to point out to you why. I'm going to show you why. And you can watch it for yourself as it unfolds in front of you. Now, she's lost House seats in all of this because she had to yield to the left wing in her party in order to stay alive herself. But that is the secret to her success. I'm not saying she's right in doing it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you have to admire her ability to survive. She will do. Oh, hey, listen to me. You got to admire this. You got to admire this. When someone will do what they feel they have to do, even though she knows that it may not be the right thing to do. She does what she feels that she has to do to survive. In the swamp, And being a swamp creature like she is, what she did was what vipers will do if, in fact, they feel threatened. She struck and she struck and she struck with her venom. And she made whoever she needed to make play ball with her. Yes, I'm getting at this. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting back to the fractured foot. Don't don't go anywhere. Because Pelosi's playing in the, you 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 may not see the, the 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 game that goes on behind the scenes, friends, but there's a game that goes on behind these scenes that has happened right before our eyes and nobody has done anything about it and I am telling you I am telling you, even though Nancy Pelosi lost seats in the House of Representatives, she is still the Speaker of the House. And if Georgia, listen to me, I'm headed your way here in just a couple of days. I'll be up there tomorrow night. I'll be flying in tomorrow night and into Savannah, and I'll be all over Georgia for the next few days until Sunday. I'll be all over. I'll be seeing whoever's there. And we'll, uh, Nigel Farage probably is coming down to be with me uh, from Canada, from Great Britain. And, uh, you know, and so we're going to, uh, we're going to try and light it up. Okay. We're going to try and light it up. And then I'll uh, slip down into Florida um, uh, for a few days, be with my girl. And, and uh, then um, I will head back. To Georgia. Yeah, I'll head back to Georgia. And um, then I'll head back to Florida. <laughs> but just the same. And you know what, folks? I mean, I'm, I might as well tell you. I'm about to, uh, I think I'm going to make that move. In fact, uh, I might as well announce. I'm, I'm going to make that move uh, to uh, the Sunshine State because I, I think that, uh, quite frankly, if the president doesn't run again in 2024 which I right now I put my money on him to run in 2024 oh he he has unfinished business he just runs for one more term which I, I you know why run for two 
in four years. The president will be 78 years old. Uh, nearly 79. We'll be nearly 79. He'll be 84, you know, when he, his term is up. I don't know. I don't know if he, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. If he was, if he was 64, it might be different. But, you know, I mean, even though Trump, I have a feeling, is going to go on, you know, he's, he's like the energizer bunny. He has all the energy in the world. I do understand him. I'm, I'm very energetic. So he, he'll probably, you know, keep going and going and going and going. Because he's, he's like that. He's, he's geared that way. But I don't know if I'd want to do that at 84. Getting back to Joe's foot. Getting back to Joe's foot. Nancy Pelosi being devious. Yes, she is. And she was a viper. Did she see that if she pressed the right buttons in the media, called in the right favors, even with never Trumpers, could she actually make Joe Biden the president of the United States? Because, friends, I am telling you, that's who did it. That's who, that, that, that's who uh, made the deal that, okay, it's going to be Joe, not Bernie, and not Elizabeth. It was, it was Nancy Pelosi who made that deal with the devil uh, squad, the devil squad. And that is AOC and her group. That Nancy Pelosi made that deal. And Joe becomes president of the United States through chicanery and trickery and fraud. Nancy Pelosi did that. Now, Joe's foot. Why did she do it for Joe? Why couldn't she do it for Bernie? Bernie is much too smart for that. Quite frankly, he's a socialist. Say what you want. Yeah, he is a socialist. No doubt about it. Is Joe Biden a socialist? Anybody know if Joe Biden's a socialist? I'll tell you. Joe Biden is a socialist. Okay? He's a socialist. Pelosi knew she could not commandeer uh, Bernie Sanders. No way. Bernie Sanders is not pliable. He's a socialist. He's a Marxist. He's an independent. Keep in mind, Bernie Sanders almost won the Democrat nomination, but he's not a Democrat. He's independent. But he almost won it. Are you hearing me? And so, friends, when we look at this and when we look at what's going on here, Joe Biden fractures his foot, playing with his German Shepherd dog. I'll be back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation, friends. I got to tell you, there are some things that are going on in this country that will make your whole body tremble. I am telling you it is. And uh, it should, both with uh, excitement and sometimes with absolute uh, anticipation of what happens next. Are you hearing me? A lot of trembling bodies out there. But hey, folks, this is what I am wanting to say to you. Joe Biden, broken foot. What does that mean to anything? Playing with his dog. I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering how long is it going to take before Pelosi and Harris declare him unfit for office? How long? How how long? He has not even been declared by the electors as president of the United States. But let me tell you, uh, newsflash, in case you're still, you know, believing that uh, in Santa Claus, um, <laughs> Joe Biden is going to be the next president of the United States. Uh, you know, we just we've run out of runway. We can't get this plane off the ground and over the target in time to bomb these this this thing before it it actually occurs. OK, that's plain and simple. That's just the way that is right now. That's the way it is right now. It may not be like that for all for 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 always. I mean, whoever be this whole administration may be declared unfit. Who knows? This whole thing may, but but it won't be declared. It will not be that way before January twentieth. It is not appearing that way unless, except God, except God intervenes because the mechanisms of men are indeed in place and they are operating the way those who programmed the mechanisms intended them to operate. Now, this is what we're going to run into and this is why Joe Biden may be declared unfit is because even though he was the vice president to the person who coined the phrase, the modern day version of fundamental change in America, 
We're going to fundamentally change America. Even though he was vice president, that guy, Joe Biden is 74 years old. I can assure you, he doesn't believe in wanting to fundamentally change the nation that he grew up in. Because, see, Joe Biden grew up in the, the Roosevelt generation, in, in the Theodore Roosevelt, in the Teddy Roosevelt, uh, not Teddy, but um, the uh, Franklin Roosevelt generation. He, he is a Roosevelt and Kennedy Democrat. Okay? And, and even though, yeah, both of them, I, well, Kennedy, I think these days would be probably very, very moderate. Democrat, if not a um, a moderate Republican, yeah, most likely be a libertarian. No doubt about it. Bobby Bobby Kennedy definitely be libertarian in today's world. But Joe Biden was never that. He he was he was never uh, a, a a radicals radical. The only thing Joe Biden has ever done in his life is attack Clarence Thomas. And uh, as Clarence Thomas himself said, uh, uh, you know, presided over a high-tech lynching of a black man, by the way, who did become Supreme Court Justice, Clarence Thomas. Jenny and Jane were friends. So let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Justice... Thomas and Anita Hill, they <laughs> both hate Biden. Well, I don't use the word hate, maybe hate's too strong. But both Joe Biden, but Joe Biden is both hated or, or disliked intensely <laughs> by both Justice Thomas and Anita Hill. If you recall, they were on opposite sides of the case. In fact, uh, the whole deal blew up because Anita accused, um, or at least somebody put Anita up to accusing then attorney Clarence Thomas, Judge Clarence Thomas, of doing something weird, kind of lewd, which was just ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. So, Joe's got to go. It's just a matter of how to do it. I mentioned the foot being fragile because people who don't take the right vitamins and keep up the right exercise regimens when you're young it's not it's not it's not you know you start doing a lot of stuff when you get older you know uh, when you get when you get past uh 65 and you all of a sudden you start exercising and i mean it's not going to hurt you i mean you know not at all but unless you kept up that regiment you know you become fragile and Joe, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you break your foot. I don't know how you fracture your foot playing with a dog. I mean, I mean, how how rough? How rough is a seventy-four-year-old man and a German Shepherd going to play? Is there uh, some energy in Joe that we don't know about? Because he is, after all, 
labeled as and known as who, what? Sleepy Joe. (laughs) That's who he is. That's who the president has. And it fits him. So tell me. Help me understand. How then does uh, this 70, no, he's not 74. Joe is 77, 78 years old. How does this 78-year-old man, what kind of roughhousing is he doing with a German shepherd puppy to fracture his foot? No, I don't believe that. Call me whatever you want. Call me conspiracy theorist, what you want. I'm just wondering how long is it going to take for Nancy and uh, Harris to declare Joe unfit? How long is it going to take? I don't think it'll take long. I mean, it's already starting. It's already starting. And, 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 and Joe, uh, you too made, you too, you too. Yeah, Nancy made a deal with, with the devil. But you too made a deal with the devil. Joe Biden, you made a deal with the devil yourself. You sure did. Just so you could accomplish your longtime dream of being called commander in chief. You were you were actually amazed that the first black president would choose you, weren't you? But I bet you were not as amazed as we were to find out that you actually got more votes throughout an in the midst of an epidemic. On the heels of what was and will be again a booming economy that Donald John Trump was responsible for, you had nothing to do with it. You become president of the United States. You never thought that would happen. You're, the pro- you're probably the most surprised person in the world. In fact, they had to pinch you and tell you again that you actually won because uh, I know you go to bed around 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, Trump was winning. They came and woke you up at 1030 and told you you were ahead. And now they are telling us Just like the media wants us to believe that you got 10 million more votes, 10 to 15 million more votes than Barack Obama. The media wants us to believe that. They also want us to believe that you have a fractured foot playing with your dog. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. I guess you just be glad you didn't fall down. Hey, friends. 
there's something going on here that uh, you are not um, going to believe or understand. Um, you may not believe it, but, um, what won this race and what caused you to shut up because you're not saying anything about this being a bogus race. I mean, the American people should be outraged. Black folks, you should be absolutely outraged because, uh, they're, they're, they're saying that they believe you are stupid enough to believe that this man, Joe Biden, got more votes than the first black president. And you just say, that's, that's okay. That's hunky-dory, uh, you know, whatever. Cool. We, we, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll believe that as long as the agenda, it, it goes, uh, we go, we're going to go along that agenda uh to get rid of Donald Trump who did more for us than anybody else uh, as far as employment is concerned you know let's get rid of him why because our democrat master says that's what us need to do right right is that the way it goes does joe really own you i mean i've put it out there i don't know how many times does joe really own you How in the world would you turn back to your own vomit like that? Oh, my God, I shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> oh, it's lunchtime. I shouldn't do it. Sorry. I'm sorry. But as we move right along, this, my friends, this election was won because of uh, malcontents. Some of us believe that not being content, my pastor said this yesterday, James A. McMinnis, he said this yesterday. Some of us believe that not being content is the way to get more. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, listen, not being content, being an uncontent, being a malcontent, these are my words now. That's the way to get more. And friends, listen, now this, this, this is what my, this is the, this is my pastor. My pastor said this, he gave this example. A child throwing a fit in the Walmart or the Target, or you name the place, child throwing a fit. That child being uncontent because you won't get them what they want. They throw the fit because they have found that. Exemplifying this level of uncontent causes you to relent and cave and 
give them what they want because they displayed extreme discontent. Extreme discontent. And so, (laughs) that's a lesson learned. They now know that to get their way, all they have to do is push you past the point of being able to tolerate their discontentment. America, we have bred an entire two generations of that. I see it in my own family. I see it in my own family, my own children. I see it very clearly that we have bred that type of discontentment and our young people now, that's what Antifa, that's what Black Lives Matter, that's what all of that is about. These are kids who are used to throwing tantrums to get their way. That's what the burning down of the streets and all that is about. And back to Joe Biden's foot. That is what Joe Biden has sold his soul to. And that's who will become the next president. Oh, my God. I never, I never thought that I would be saying this. That, my friends, is who's going to be the next president of the United States. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is going to be his vice president. Oh, just a couple of weeks ago, just a week ago, I was saying to you that would be and that has become the zombie apocalypse for all of us. Not yet struck, not yet occurred, because Ted Cruz is right. If we can hold the Senate, and that's exactly why I'm going to be spending um, some time, perhaps a month, on and off, a full month, until the 20th of uh, January, I believe. That's when the election is there in in, um, Georgia. On the ground. You'll be seeing a lot of me. I'll be on and off the Hannity and on and off Fox and Newsmax, you'll be seeing me. And of course, just go to freedomworks.org and become a part of our movement. Go to the FreedomWorks website um, and just flip over to their videos. You can see all the videos that I've done with them. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. After the top of the hour, I'm going to come back with my good friend, call him Captain Black, Nadra Enzi, will be with me down there in New Orleans, Louisiana. Back in a minute. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Do you know what all this is about? Um, it, it does boil down to something else that was said from my pastor from his pulpit yesterday. Message to the people from Almighty God. Yeah. Jealousy and envy. Oh, it, it, it plays, a, those two play a very large part in producing an entitlement type of mentality. Now, that's what my movie was about, is that entitlement type of mentality that works against any society. It works against any society. And um, what I don't care for is this. Those who smile in your face. I prefer my enemy to be, uh, you know, I prefer for I prefer for my enemy to get in my face with their, you know, Attacks. I prefer that. I prefer a head-on attack. I, I, I know how to deal with that. But what we what we have not been schooled at, conservatives, Republicans, what we have not been schooled at, grassroots people, uh, those of you who leave, you know, you know, you've built businesses in your life, you've 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 worked, you've signed paycheck, you've you've put people to work, you've worked hard, you've tried to to do the best you can. Uh, you know, while you can with your life, you know, and then go on to, you know, glory or what have you. Okay. Um, what we have not been attuned to is the snakes in the grass. And it's nice to, 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 to walk through nice you know, knee-high grass. Oh, it is so pleasant to do. But you have to be careful. In the summertime of your life when uh, you're walking through high grass because what, what, what we are not accustomed to, the city, uh, we, we have become so cityfied and, and so detached from... Are, are, are where we came from and, and, and who we are as a people, a pioneering type of people, we forget there's snakes in the grass. 
They can be. They can be snakes in the grass. Um, yeah, some of them can be poisonous. And the snake that's in the grass right now that is bitten and has caused America, is causing America to be snake bit, is uh, the asp, the ASP, the snake, the poisonous snake of jealousy and envy. It's a poisonous snake. Jealousy is um, what happened on stage with, say, Rand Paul, uh, uh, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz. They were they were jealous that you know the president had not been a politico. And yet he beat them out. However, there were some on the stage. Well, at least one. And his name was Jeb Bush. Yeah. That was envious. Oh, yeah, there's a difference. There's a difference between jealousy and envy. Jealousy means I wish I was you. And uh, I wish that I had uh, whatever momentum you have so that I can do what you're doing. Jealous of you. Envy says, not only do I wish I was you, I'm going to see if I can destroy you because I can't be you. Envy takes it a few steps further. And what's going on in our country right now is we are seeing that emerge from the success that we had. How can you hate a president who brought about the most robust economy in the history of our nation. How can you hate him? Oh, envy. Jealousy won't do that. Envy will. Envy will try to destroy anything that's good. Envy will try to destroy that. Jealousy will just talk about it bad. Envy, though, will set out to destroy it. And why, then? Why does envy try to destroy that? It's because they talked a good game, but they did not perform a good game. They did not perform well. Eight years. Why why is Joe Biden so envious of Donald John Trump. I'll tell you why. You know, he has been in Washington, D.C. for 48 years now. Nearly 50 years. 
The only thing, as I said before, that Joe Biden has accomplished, and he failed even at that, was to be the uh, chair of the committee that publicly lynched, high-tech lynched, now Justice Clarence Thomas. Yeah, now Justice Clarence Thomas. Joe Biden is famous for that. He hadn't done much anything else. But along comes this Donald Trump guy from New York who's never been a politician. He goes to Washington, D.C., right behind the Biden Obama administration, the Obama-Biden administration. And he does things that they couldn't do in eight years, and Joe Biden never has never done in 47 years. He does them in three and a half. And you vote Biden back in? Well, first of all, it didn't happen. Oh, we know. We know it didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. It really didn't happen. It didn't. Because there's no way that Joe Biden got 10 million more votes than Barack Obama did. And if he didn't get those 10 million more votes than Barack Obama did, he lost to Trump in a landslide. Yeah, you know that's absurd, absurd. Envy, jealousy is what's setting the pace now in our nation. We have to stop it, friends. We must stop this. Jealousy leads to envy. That's what caused Jeff Flake to become envious of Donald Trump. Jeff Flake, you know, of Arizona, who joined, I'm sure, with uh, Cindy McCain to deliver Arizona to Joe Biden. See, that's that's what envy does. Cindy McCain. Oh, Cindy's not envious of Trump, I don't believe. I don't think she's jealous of Trump. I think uh, the president just um, talked about the wrong, wrong woman's husband. You know, you know, and you know, she's a was a good wife. She loved her husband, and she's not going to suffer anybody, you know, putting him down like that. I'm, you know, hey, I give her, I give her kudos for that. I understand it. It has nothing to do with that. But Jeff Flake, on the other hand, who joined, uh, and 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 say, um, Jeb Bush, I'm sure, who helped in that effort as well. Join with the other malcontents to see if they could get their way. They threw the fit in a formerly red Arizona. And hey, listen, I am not would not be surprised if, uh, yeah, Jeb Bush did not. Have a lot to do with uh, and 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 Jeb and Flake and all the de- all the Democrats 
have a lot to do with this fiasco that's taking place in Georgia that I am going to go down and, and um, put my two cent in. Uh, Nigel Farage um, will be joining me from what I understand. This coming week and weekend, I'll be there tomorrow night. I'll fly into Savannah tomorrow night. Um, I'll be there until Sunday. And then I'll uh, join some new family members down in in Florida. And then I'll go back to... Um, um, I'll come home and, and head down to Florida. And then I'll go back to Georgia the following week, most likely. Yeah. I'll go back. And so, um, in fact, that could be, that could be fun. Uh, remind me to talk to you about that, about um, coming up to Georgia with me. You know who you are. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I shall return uh, here in just a, a little bit uh, with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. And um, I want you all to understand <laughs> and reflect right now before you have to see it in hindsight. On just what happens if uh, the Democrats take the House, which they have, the Senate, and the presidency. Hmm? Does the um, phrase or the term impotent mean anything to you? What does it mean to you? It means powerless. You will be powerless. You will be impotent to stop them from instituting evil. Seriously. I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm not pushing the wrong. I'll be back. We're going to talk a little bit more about it with Captain Black on the other side of the break. I'm CL. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice, the C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet and still the, the greatest success story the world has ever known. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, coast to coast and border to border over the largest talk medium, uh, Red State Talk Radio in the nation, the talk monster. Glad that you've come along with us. Thank you so much for making our show as popular as it has become. Hey, you folks in Savannah, I'll be flying in there tomorrow night. I'll see you there uh, tomorrow night in Savannah. And then I'm going to head up to uh, Augusta or somewhere like that. And then I'll be heading to Atlanta. I'll be there, yeah, just about the whole week. Uh, And so I'll be leaving out on Sunday or Monday morning, heading back here and then down to Florida, then back to Georgia. We got to win it. We, We are in it to win it. Got to have it because the nation changes if we don't. One of my good friends is on the line with me. Nodger Enzi is on with me. Captain Black is his name. And I got to tell you something. Uh, he is a shaker to move it down there in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, and uh, in fact, Captain, you are a native of Savannah, aren't you? Talk to us. Glad you're back on with us. Thank you very much. Happy belated Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday to everybody. Well, thank you, Captain. And uh, now, Nadra, I know that you talk a lot uh, about a lot of different topics, but there's one in particular that I think you can trumpet for us here today. And I think our audience needs to hear your voice on this, as they have on other occasions. You're not a stranger to this show. Uh, And this is the fact that liberalism in itself, in its package, itself is racist not not to expand upon your opinion on that absolutely and it's funny because I just did a post on it consider if somebody white has the authority to tell me well Nadra you need to like and loathe and follow exactly who and what I say is that liberation or is that racism if somebody says, Nadra, I have a mother and a father, but you don't need a mother and a father, even though the male-female family unit was an institution that sustained Americans while black, even through slavery, even through the deconstruction and reconstruction, even through the challenges of desegregation. He didn't have a mother and father, I don't need one. Again, is that liberation or racism? Wow. Then you take the, yeah, go ahead. Wow, you know what, Nadra? Hey. Uh, and, and folks, listen, I, I wanted that to soak in. I wanted you to hear what he was saying, because the same folks who, you know, I mean, Joe Biden, how many times Joe Biden talked to his grandpa and his daddy and and, you know, daddy, yeah, yeah, honey, it's mm-hmm. going to be all right. And yada, yada, yada. Yeah, he had a, a, a mom and dad. Right. But he's telling you that uh, you're going to be all right with that one. That's, that's not just pushing that point home. Is that racism? Of course I think it is. It's also favoritism and, and, and elitism, Nadrienzi. And a whole lot of other isms, too. And, and just to continue, the black male image of a breadwinner, degreed or not degreed, or somebody who got up in the morning, went to his business or his job, brought home the proverbial basis. The 1980s crack invasion happens, and now the black male image for my generation, I'm Generation X, went from that breadwinner 
to a drug dealer. And now, in the 2000s, we've got Generation Y and Z. We've gone even beyond the excesses of gangsters in my generation. But liberals feel that way. That's okay, because they secretly feel that's the best that black men and boys can do. Violent drug dealers, gang members, drug addicts, somebody dying on the ground with a policeman you know, sitting on them. That's the best that you guys can do. So why should we question? Why should we try to demand more of you? You know, Nadra, I know that you... Is that liberation or racism? Is that liberation or racism? I know that you are an advocate for people who many times find themselves in tough spots. Uh, Nadra Enzi, mm-hmm. there in New Orleans, Louisiana. Nadra, you said something that I, I definitely want to explore. Uh, you, two black men, talking about this. And that is what it is to be a breadwinner. Uh, has that been bred out of B-R-E-D? Uh, has that been bred out of the male mentality, not of just black men, but is that been bred out of the male mentality? You said that you're a generation Xer. Uh, is that is is that is that true? Is that true uh, of, of, of what's been happening here? Talk to us about that. Well, it's definitely actively being B-R-E-D bred out of American men, period. Black men were the test model. Because, again, and you know this firsthand, if a brother had to get out there and pick up leaves, scrub toilets, whatever he had to do to provide for his family, that's what he would do. Yes, sir. To say that, yeah, to say that we fast forward now, and it's all right to sell poison to your people. It's all right to engage in gun battles where you kill pregnant women, you know, little children, elderly women, elderly men, whomever, in pursuit of your drug deal. You know, young black men are being told that that is the black male ideal. Wow. Not C.L. Bryant, not Tim Scott. Not Clarence Thomas, who's also from Savannah Lightning. No, yeah. no, we not yeah. not not people like that. Not Doctor Boyce Watkins. I'm gonna take it to the to the National Center of the Black Community. Yeah. Not Malcolm yeah. X. No, no, don't don't be like these guys. Be like the ones tearing the community down and having some white liberal making excuses for it. Wow, that's what our young men are being told. Those and are the words. Young men. Those are the words of Nadra Enzi, and I'm telling you. That a whole lot of black young men, a whole lot of young men, period, throughout the United States would be do yourself some good to follow him. Nadra, tell folks how to get a hold of you if they want you to come to a church, a synagogue, a a place near uh, them. How do they get you to get there to talk to them about the things that's on your heart? You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Ameri, that's A-M-I-R, Cougar, USA, or on Facebook, American Cougar, USA. American Cougar tearing them up. And, hey, listen, man, let me ask you this. Let's talk about this while we're on the phone. Uh, now, sure. uh, um, uh, there's something uh, phony here. And I'm like I, like I told you, I'm headed to Savannah uh, on, on tomorrow evening. And I'm going to be there the rest of the week uh, until next Monday. And um, it's all about fraud and, and uh, in elections. But, Nadra... Does common sense tell us that when we look at percentages and numbers, 
of black and Latino votes that moved from column A to column B and, and column B being Donald Trump. Nadra percentages particularly don't lie. Now you can fudge figures and, and but percentages that move don't lie. This man should have won by a landslide. Did he really, did Joe Biden get 10 million more votes than Barack Hussein Obama? Uh, it, it, can, is that believable or are we stupid to even entertain such an idea? Talk to us about that. You mean the same presumptive self-appointed president-elect who has fractured his ankle and will be wearing a boot for the next few weeks, the same frail man, can't even handle the rigors of playing with his dog, we're supposed to believe that he somehow outpointed the most aggressive president we've had since fill in the blank, Theodore Roosevelt. I mean, no, it, it, it's hard to believe. I mean, I, I can't buy it. And what I find interesting, and I think what they found frightening, is the percentages per capita by population, obviously, of black men and American-born Latinos who supported the president. Absolutely. Again, liberals talk to themselves, but they need to talk to people who don't necessarily agree with them. But they can't do that. When they come around people who they don't agree with, usually they attack them. If you look at all the, you know, the street violence, you know, as it was during desegregation, so it is now. You know, if they disagree with you and they feel that they have the right to attack you in the streets. But the bottom line is there has been a shift. And, I mean, people, if you accept this regardless of your ideology, if you believe in faith, if you believe that the country is redeemable, if you believe that policemen shouldn't be ambushed, courthouses shouldn't be burned down, flags shouldn't be burned down, People shouldn't be attacked because of the event they attended or the paraphernalia they wear. And guess what? You're part of the MAGA community. Yeah. And that means that obviously you couldn't vote for Creepy Joe, who to this day still has not denounced any of the rioting, any of the targeted violence. And I know three black conservatives who were attacked this year. Not by the Proud Boys, not by the alt-right, not by the local county GOP, but by white leftists enraged that they dare disagree with them. And again, is that liberation or racism? Wow. <laughs> Folks, the heavy hand of tyranny is about to beat down your door. Uh, there are those of us who are trying to hold on to seats in Nadra's home state of Georgia. And Nadra, let me ask you this. When you were growing up there in Savannah, would you have ever thought that Georgia, and of course I know a lot of times uh, we we do remember Georgia for some of the stuff that went on there that was Mm -hmm. not so pleasant for black folks. But still, I never thought that I'd see Georgia become a blue state. Did you? You grew up there. Talk to us. Sure. Here's the irony. I mean, despite the far-left coalition that Biden had to appease to. Let's be very honest. Biden's record is not a liberal record. So this is sort of like jumping in the time machine for me because growing up in Savannah, Savannah was run by Democrats like Biden who talked down to black people, which, you know, Creepy Joe does religiously. (laughs) (laughs) Felt like they were entitled to our vote because they were just who they were. So, yeah. 
My question for a lot of my Democrat friends is now Jim Clyburn of South Carolina, neighboring state, incidentally, he's already complaining that Biden is not selecting people for, I'm going to put this in quotes, his cabinet. Jim should know better than I. Now, I grew up on the Jim Crow light. <laughs> Jim Crow, <laughs> authentic, 100% full intensity Jim Crow. What you got from Biden thus far is about all you are going to get. And you know and what? It's uh, very uh, interesting moving forward. Mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas uh, declared that it was Joe Biden and Ted Kennedy who performed a high-tech lynching on him, a black man. That's the only thing that Joe Biden can be remembered for. Clarence Thomas, I have not not liked Biden since the Thomas hearings. The Thomas hearings were what made me go from being a right-leaning independent to a Republican based on the high-tech lynching of which Joe Biden was the grand inquisitor. He did everything but burn a cross in front of his microphone every time he talked to Justice Thomas. The racism and the contempt dripped off of his lips, and I never forgot it. And America, black America, evidently, Nadja, who are not quite our age, I guess, uh, as far as that's concerned, they may have actually forgotten. Young people certainly don't remember it. Nadja, do you understand that there are young people who don't even remember that? They don't know anything. In fact, man, guess what? I read to some kids the other day, man, uh, who really did not know who Prince or Michael Jackson were. They know they knew the name as being, being musicians, but they did not know just how big these guys were. We're, we're moving. We're, we're getting a little bit older, Nadra. We're getting a little bit older. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And the sad part is, again, liberals want you to have a very short memory. When nationalists and liberals with sense were questioning the Democratic Party's nomination of Joe Biden, architect of the 94 crime bill, they had to scramble and get Kamala Harris, who herself has, again, this is the upside-down nature of politics. Now, back during the the Thomas hearings, for instance, Biden could have run on his record, and if Harris had been able to be chosen as his vice presidential pick, she could have run on her tough-on-crime record. But you fast-forward to 2020, and both of them have got the tap dance as quickly as possible. And with Joe, it's kind of hard. You know, he's got a bad look now. Away from any type of uh, pro-law enforcement, pro-public safety stances that they took. Yeah. And you know, you're absolutely right. Let's talk about Kamala Harris. And I want you, if you can, stay with me through the break. Uh, Nod sure. Renzi is my uh, special guest. I want to talk about Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, however you want to pronounce her, uh, her name. Uh, Nadra, I got about three minutes left in this segment. Let's let's fill it with this. Uh, why her? Why her? Talk to us about that. Graphics. I mean, the fact that she's a person of uh, Indian heritage who looks black. She attended an HBCU, Howard University, and she even plays the first black collegiate sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha, my late grandmother's sorority. Okay, all that's great. They were hoping this was going to bring out the black middle class in droves. It actually didn't. The problem that the Democrats have had is that a lot of black people still see Joe Biden and her as 
architects and the executrix of mass incarceration. Now, white liberals and leftists turn out for them in droves because when they look at Trump, they see the daddy they have problems with. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's going to be interesting to see if they can hold this coalition together. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? You know what? You make a point. You make a point, folks. That may be just it, because we are anti-authoritarian figures, aren't we? And Trump is an authoritarian type of figure. He is a daddy type of figure. And we have always rebelled uh, somewhat in that in our adolescence, our American adolescence. We uh, rebel against that. That was in- interesting. Nadra Enzi is saying that, uh, hey, friends, uh, we're rebelling against uh, the daddy of Trump. And that's quite possible. I'm going to return with Nadra after the on the other side of the break. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. Stay with me, Nadra. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of the break. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show, coast to coast and border to border. Well, the holiday seasons are uh, the season is up on us. I made it through the um, Thanksgiving season. Got by with a little help from my friends and um, certainly do appreciate that and um, headed toward the Christmas Day uh, season and I will get by with a little help from friends again. I want to thank those friends. I want to thank my pastor and and as well uh, for uh, helping me uh, through all of this first um, holiday season, as all of you know, that I'm spending without uh, my wife of many, many years. But the Lord has um, brought me safely through and is healing me and is also uh, helping me fill um, certain important voids that had been there. And I'm grateful for that and grateful for all of you for making the show as popular as it has become VCL Bryant show over the talk monster red state talk radio. If you're traveling through times square and it'll soon be booming again and hopefully the crime will be down again. I look up above red state, look up above, well, uh, Ripley's believe it or not. And you'll see the red state talk billboard. Uh, there and every hour on the hour, well, every hour in the hour, 24 hours a day. The C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on the Red State Talk billboard, the Talk Monster billboard, and O.C.L.'s face looking right back at you. I'm going to return with Nadra Enzi, Captain Black, when I come back. Don't go anywhere. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Are lifted high 
Ciel, back with you on this great day in the USA. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Uh, It's a great day in the USA because of people like you. And um, even though it's clear, I mean, it's beautiful here in Louisiana. Rain came and. Uh, cleared out the skies and everything. There's something in uh, the air. Sounds, uh, it's um, something in the air. I guess uh, giving uh, people allergies and so forth. Hey, um, let me get back now to my good buddy, Captain Black, Nadri Enzi. Nadra provided a little bit of security and uh, uh, some insight into, I, I had the president of our, and you know what, Nadra, we still talk about coming back down there, man. We had a fantastic time down there. You showed us uh, around and, like I said, sort of watched our back down in New Orleans when the president of our company, Alan, Adam Brandon, uh, came down to visit us in New, in, uh, New Orleans. And I want to thank you for that. And we're coming back, Nodger. We're coming back. We've just been so busy trying to uh, be a part of uh, keeping this president in office and, of course, gaining the office itself. But, Nodger, I was talking about, we were talking about Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, and um, wanted to see if, in fact, this broken foot and the 25th Amendment I want to know how I want to get your opinion on how long do you think Joe Biden is actually going to be fit for office or Pelosi and Harris going to push him out? Talk to us. To be quite honest with you, I don't think he is fit for office, but except for hypothetical, he were everything to go his way and he was inaugurated. I doubt he can make the year. And I think that Harris was particularly chosen to be, in all honesty, the president in waiting because she's female. She truly is a person of color, which means depending on which interview over the years that you research, she either calls herself Asian or black. She has connections to India, which is one of the great economic superpowers of the 21st century. And this is unprecedented. And she, like uh, Biden, is not necessarily, or was not, we'll say necessarily, as liberal as their talking points would have uh, described. Now, to satisfy today's coalition, she'd have to go further left than possibly Elizabeth Warren or even Bernie Sanders, which we've seen she's quite prepared to do. Well, let me ask you this. Go ahead. Let me ask you this, Nadra. When we look at Kamala Harris, the first black vice president, and, and, and I think that it's going to happen. At this point, I think that we're, we're not going to be able to get the plane off the ground and over the target to drop the cargo that's in the hole on the uh, enemy before uh, this can be stopped. Uh, that's, uh, you know, I was a part of the campaign, and... and Quite frankly, that's what we're beginning to signal, and I think it's going to happen. And if we overturn it, it'll be overturned at some future date if the court itself, the Supreme Court itself, uh, takes it on. But this is what I want to ask you. 
when we look at uh, Kamala Harris being of uh, uh, Indian descent and, uh, of course, no, having no slave history herself, I mean, her ancestors having suffered the lash in this country, and Barack Obama also being the same uh, ab- abstract ab- abstraction, uh, no slave history in this country. None of his relatives ever suffered the lash. Why is it that it's okay for the Democrats to tell us that we can vote for anybody but someone who actually is an African-American, if you want to use that term, or a black American? How, how, how come uh, they, we can't, how come black folks can't see that there's a picking and choosing of who you better vote for and who you bet not vote for. You, you, Al Sharpton, believe it or not, Al Sharpton would actually be a better first black president than Barack Obama. <laughs> be- Al Sharpton. Because he actually is a black Powell. man. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you, you hit on something. And historically, and, and I'm not giving the partisanship, partisanship we're just going to get into history. The plantation, that first public-private partnership that you alluded to, the masses children of mixed race, and I'm not hostile toward mixed race people now, we're talking historic, were the ones that the master lent favor to. They became the house slaves. Many of our black colleges, I attended a black college, but many of them have a somewhat checkered history in that they were founded by former slave masters for the children of slave masters, which is why you look at a lot of our yearbooks from the night, you know, from the late 19th century and in the early 20th, the mid 20th century, you see very few dark skinned black people. Yeah. You yeah. know, this is the experience that our people came out of. Yeah. And the Democrats have made it They've been very consistent. Yeah. To me, the message is, is if you're, you know, my father is from Mississippi. My mother was from Georgia. Both of them in East D.C. was also. The message I get is, if you are a black person whose ancestors felt the last, as you referenced, you still, even in the 21st century, you're still Jim Crowed out by the Democrats. They'll use your narrative for votes. They'll use people who even look like you <laughs> to garner votes, but they don't want you in these positions of power, and we need to be very clear. The first black person of slave ancestry who will be elected president or vice president will probably be a Republican. And I, I agree with I you on that. I, don't, I really okay. do. And uh, you bring up an issue uh, that I I want to delve into, and you and I can delve into it because we have uh, ancestries here in the South. My roots uh, run deep into the soil of this state, Louisiana, the state that I'm in, although I'm about to head, folks, to Florida. Yeah, I'm going to make my home in Florida, and um, I'll be letting you know more about that. But you mentioned, um, and we used to call it the brown paper bag test. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, and, 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 and for, for you folks out there who have no idea what I'm talking about, unless your skin as a black man or a black woman was not as brown or was not as light, was lighter than a brown paper bag, uh, you were not considered acceptable in higher class 
society in black society. So, Nadra, what I'm asking is, is there then a racism and an elitism that has been built in to who we are as black folks in this country that we do need to talk about as well? We do listen to each other, and it's uh, encouraged by no less than people like Creepy Joe, who said he's the first black presidential candidate who's clean and articulate. That was Senator Joe Biden talking about Senator, well, former Senator Barack Obama, who he ironically served under as vice president. I mean, the self-hatred and the colorism and the caste system, you know, interesting, we use caste system, um, something that the Indians perfected. But these divisions of individuals based on your hair texture, some black churches had a cone that would hang over the entrance. <laughs> if your hair was not wavy enough to go through that cone, you would not be allowed entry. I know. This is yeah, this is what we have had to climb through. In our own community, folks. In our own community, we've yep. done this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is absolutely true, Nadrin, and and uh, you and I have lived long enough to remember that type of foolishness that was going on in our own community, and there has been elitism, and Kamala Harris, Barack Obama, both of them are elites. They have uh, always been uh, mm-hmm. uh, elites in, in in their minds, and now they've been made so in reality. And what happens once Kamala and and folks, we're we're painting a picture for you that uh, it, it could very well become real within not too many days. Hence, Kamala Harris could become president of the United States. Nadra, what does that look like? Rob, I had to pull up. I had to pause for a moment and compose myself. <laughs> at the thought of a president Kamala Harris. I think what you'll see, just like with Savannah's mayor, who I've had a great rivalry with, I went to black colleges, to black college. I've seen this type of egotistical elitist. They accrue credentials and Greek letter affiliations. So a President Harris will probably ironically discard a lot of that and cater solely to the white liberal elite to whom she would owe her allegiance. I mean, she might, you know, make a little, might have some of her sorority sisters come and pose with her in the Oval Office, but there won't be any significant policy that will address urban American issues because for the careerist, they use a black experience to get them to wherever their ultimate goal is, and then they throw that experience away until it's re-election time. Then they resurface. Until it's re-election time. Mm-hmm. Americans, how... To her. <clears throat> yeah. Americans, how are we going to allow them to use us in this way? You do know, folks, if they, if they are able to pull off this coup in Georgia... You won't have another Republican president for a long, long time. They'll stack it so they can't. They'll have you'll have two more states in the union that will be loyal to the Democrats. 
You won't have one for a long time. Nadra, tell the folks how to get a hold of you one more time. And thank you so much for being on with me and talk to us. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Ameri, A-M-E-R-I, Cougar USA, or American Cougar USA on Facebook. And what you said is absolutely true. This isn't a partisan issue. If you think that flag burning is wrong, if you think that ambushing police are wrong, then if you're in Georgia, you need to get out and vote for the Republican candidates. Because if not, then you can expect a lot more of that. And Seattle and I, our ancestors may have been second-class citizens, but under this crew, everybody who believes in traditional values will be a second-class citizen. God bless and God keep you, man. Thank you so much for your friendship. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'll talk to you on the road, brother. God bless you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show. That was my buddy, uh, Nadrenzi, sometimes bodyguard, Nadrenzi, on there with me. And um, you know what? He's right. He's right uh, when we talk about um, folks who actually promote this type of thing. Uh, We're talking about folks who are liberals, who are elitist, who are liberal elitist, who feel as though they are entitled to your vote. Women, they have played you. Latinos, they have played you. And black folks, they have played you. And they're using people like Stacey Abrams there in Georgia. Oh, yeah, we're going to go head to head. I'm going to be down there uh, here these next few days. I'll fly in to Savannah tomorrow night. Uh, I'll be in Savannah, uh, Augusta, and then I'll be up in um, Atlanta. And I think I'll fly out of Columbia or somewhere um, back home. Then I'm heading down to, to Florida. Uh spend some time with um my friend and um you know family and so forth and and um then I'm headed back to Georgia. Yeah for a little bit then headed back to Florida <laughs> uh for a little bit and um then gonna sort of lay low for Christmas, I hope you all are, are not letting all of the hysteria that's going on ruin for all of us. It's called the holidays. The holy days is, you know, that's where the word comes from. Holly, holy days is holy days, what it actually comes from. I hope you're not letting the hysteria ruin everything for you. Uh, yeah, the cases of coronavirus are going up. And yes, those who have not been taking care of themselves or immunally challenged, uh, you need to be cautious. You really do need to be cautious. But we don't need to be suicidal. Okay? I mean, you know, there's, there's no sense in uh, uh, giving... Uh, the Indians are not overrunning the fort, all right? I mean, the homeless aren't dropping dead in the street from coronavirus. Matter of fact, they never have. Huh? Homeless have never, you know, I, mean, I saw them in Denver all the, de- all, the, all the time. I see them here. I travel, all, I travel a lot. And I'll tell you something. I, I, um, 
they're just not dropping dead. So this is really affecting uh, people who, uh, well, quite frankly, are challenged, whether in age or challenged in health. The young people are not young. Kids, they're, they're practically immune to it. Why? Because they're immune to it. They're kids. They probably have an outlook that, hey, you know, get off me. Go away. <laughs> I need to play. Well, that, keep that attitude. So throw it off, whatever it is, so we don't take you down. And by all means, boost your immune system. Get you some antioxidants in your body. Eat some raisins and nuts and, you know, walnuts and stuff, sunflower seeds. Get, you know, boost your body up. Get strong and healthy. Pray God keeps you that way in the midst of all this, because I, I really do believe in the creator. I believe he uh, created us and he knew everything that would happen here on this earth. He knows everything, he knew everything would happen here on this earth. And uh, one of the laws of what he placed in motion is natural law and natural law, whether you like it or not, natural law simply states that the strong survive. Whether it's a business, a church, or what have you, it doesn't matter what it is, a family, a person, individual, what have you. The strong survive. And so what you must do is make sure that you keep yourself as tip-top as you were and have been. Stay strong. Stay healthy. I know we all do these stupid things sometimes that um, eat away at our our own personal health. But you got to make sure you do less of that and more of the other good stuff. I know, so that you you can survive it because you have been engineered that way by your creator to withstand whatever comes upon this earth. God knew that there would be a coronavirus long before there was a coronavirus. Uh, You know, he knew that. And he knew he'd give us, uh, you know, medical science or whatever to create masks. But I'm telling you, there are people who are overstepping bounds here. Yeah. And you are being used once again as pawns in a much bigger game than you might even imagine that you're being used in. A much bigger game. And so we're going to close that. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. That um, envy and jealousy is so real, it'll make your entire body tremble. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. 
CL home stretch of the CL Brian show today. And hey, listen, folks, uh, I'm going to try, maybe not um, this week, but perhaps the next week, to take the show on the road. I'll be in Florida and I'll um, probably be doing my show from uh, from there uh, in Florida. And so I'm going to take a small setup with me so I can, you know, do it so I can do the show from there in Florida. And, uh, but I, hey, listen, friends, if we, we must, I mean, you know, and, and I know we always have these must do's and, and all this type of thing, but do you realize how on the outs, uh, conservatives, Republicans, grassroots people, roots people, tea partiers all. Do you realize? Yes, you are. You're taxed enough already. Yes, you are. Tea Party is all. You are taxed enough already. Every one of us. And friends, that is what we are facing in the midst of having seen what rolling back uh, unnecessary taxation and regulations on this economy will do after having seen what that will do. You have someone saying that they want us to go back to doing what failed before this businessman launched our nation toward a a season of prosperity. It is short-lived as it was. And and Lord, listen, we could have stood for that to go on. What happens to the businessman? What happened? Listen, it's not so much that you would be so hurt as far as if things were just you, you know, but there are people that you do business with that won't be doing business anymore. So what does that mean? It means that You either find somebody else to do business with, modify the business you do, or you could go out of business yourself. And then what happens? What happens? What do they recommend happens? Then, oh, they call themselves providing a net for you. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? They call themselves providing a net for you, which simply means that you then, because you're having difficulties that they created, they give you government assistance. And then what happens? And then what happens? Tell you what happens. You become beholden. And not in the sense that they're going to uh, control your business as becoming a partner, but they have just become a partner because they've become a partner. Whenever anybody invests in you, no, they're not giving, no, no, they're not giving you any money. No, that's an investment in a vote. 
Don't you ever forget it. And uh, <laughs> let me <laughs> reiterate before we go today. The question. Oh, yeah, I tweeted it out. I tweeted it out, too. I don't, you know, follow me on Twitter at Rev C.L. Bryant at Rev C.L. Bryant. Hey, I just wonder how long before Pelosi, who is a, a dynamic politician in her own right, don't ever disregard that. Nancy Pelosi is a politician in is a dynamic politician in her own right. She is a three time speaker of the house. In fact, she is the only speaker of the house who has left the office, lost the office. And then get it back in American history. The only one who's ever done that. Friends, that's an accomplishment. That that is that is just not whistling Dixie. That is an accomplishment, seriously. And regardless of how much I disagree with her, if, if, if and as much as I am telling you, she has sold her soul to the left wing devils in the squad led by Ocasio-Cortez, as much as you know that, and I know there is no denying she engineered the deal between Biden and Bernie and Ocasio. Biden owes his presidency to Pelosi. And that vulture Schumer, even though He's the last person you want to see as majority leader in the Senate. Because there's no question, he's made it very clear. Uh, he did not bite his tongue when he said Georgia will first Georgia, then the world, then, um, then America, huh? It's very clear. There, 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 is, there is no uh, doubting whether or not, uh, you know, he and Pelosi have made deals with the, the left-wing devils because uh, they want peace, but there will be no peace in that party. And Americans, you better understand something. There will be no peace in this nation. If Joe Biden is sworn in as president of the United States, and at this point, uh, when Joe Biden is sworn in as president of the United States and when Kamala Harris becomes vice president of the United States and when the daggers come out <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet American politics is about to be at its absolute worst. Trust me. Where are you going to be? 
I've decided that I'm going to fight the fight for a little while down in Florida, maybe up in North Carolina, then head out to Texas. We're just going to sort of look around and hedge our bets a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just see what happens. Just sort of hang out. And uh, actually, every, you know, if if you can, you need to see where America's going. And it looks like they're going to shut you down. Biden's going to shut you down. I'll be surprised if Biden doesn't shut you down. But now I do see defiance brewing. I see various cities and states, municipalities, counties. Uh, they're just uh, not going to stand for uh, being shoved around or sh- taken by the collar and uh, and being jerked around. They're just not, not going to stand for it. Just not going to stand for it, huh? Oh, so I'm going. Yo, you going to let me go? See, and and that's the American spirit. They're trying to take. They're, they're robbing you. They're trying to steal from you. You better wake up. You, they're trying to steal from you. Friends. And I'm telling you that you're witnessing the greatest heist. The, 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 the most successful political theft In the history of American politics, 244 years, you you have not, there has never been a greater political heist, theft that has occurred than the one that has just occurred. And nothing has or will be done about it unless Donald John Trump is successful in having the Supreme Court hear his grievance. But he has to show cause as a president of the United. Are you kidding me? You know, as I told you. If Joe Biden won the presidency, this would not be any type of statement about Joe Biden. If he is inaugurated as president of the United States, you knowing that this is a fraud and we are not rising up. That's why I'm going to Georgia. I'm rising up. I'm standing up. I've said that for years and years now. It's always time to put your to put it where your mouth is. Huh? If you believe this or not, I don't do this because I think it's popular or I don't do this because I think that, you know, I get accolades and all that kind of thing. No, 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 no. I do this because I believe it's right. That's why I do this. I believe it is right. And you know what? When I think of this president who was not paid at all during all of this fiasco of four years of, 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 of just total fiasco, hadn't been paid at all. 
He's president just because, oh, yeah, oh, you know what? Hey, I hope he inks a $200 million deal, but he's got a, a, a $100 million book deal hanging out there, and he deserves it. He deserves it. <laughs> you, I, yeah, you could pay me $100 million, um to have taken the stuff that he's taken. You, you could do that. In fact, I'll take 50. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, listen, it's been great being with you. Um, I will, I will, I'll be talking to you soon. And uh, I, I, I certainly hope, friends, that uh, you'll be following uh, on, on both Instagram uh, and, and on Twitter, Facebook, C.L. Bryant. And um, we must put in the work in Georgia. But I will tell you now. We put in the work and we did deliver a landslide for Donald John Trump. It was stolen. We're just simply trying to make sure that we put in the same work in Georgia, even though we're facing a corrupt machine. Make no mistake. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I am CL and my heartfelt desires that God will bless and keep you all. Mm -hmm.